Hello, and good morning to you. I'm Bruce. And I'm Mike. And we're with Tech Connect. And Tech Connect is very important to you, and you may not realize that now, but after you're listening to a series of our podcasts about the kinds of technologies that are available to you every day, whether it be for entertainment, education, employment, or just information and research. All these things will come together in our conversations with you so that you appreciate how much more these devices can add to your life. And we're baby boomers, just like you. Basically, this is baby boomers talking to baby boomers about the new technology. So sit back, relax, and listen. everyone we're we're back i hope everyone is having a nice winter snow on the ground and everything if you like the snow but last time if you recall we talked about the last uh episode we talked about bluetooth connections and we had spent a couple of episodes talking about wireless connections today we're going to talk about your wired connections the different connectors that you use to connect your device to a charger, and also talk about the connectivity between your device, your iPad, your computer, your laptop, to other devices like video devices, uh, monitors, printers, and things of that nature. So we're gonna be talking about cables basically today and the different types of cables that are available to you and also talk about how they have developed uh, from the old cables that we'll mention to the newer cables and why they are better now than they used to be. <clears throat> and before we get started and talk about new or current technologies, we're going to throw it back for a second because Back a few years ago, and not that long ago, five to ten years ago, we were still using a lot of what we called analog connections or analog cables. The kind of cables that we use now are digital in nature, and they give you a lot more dynamics in terms of audio and video. But remember back in the old days when we would connect our devices to our televisions, for example, or stereo equipment, we would use what were called phonoplugs. And those phono plugs need to be very careful because they were all created equal. But when we want to talk about connecting our VCR to our TV, or CD, DVD player to our television, or our printer to our laptop or desktop, we had those old cables that were like spaghetti. And when you would connect that stuff, it was spaghetti all over the place. And it's not unusual to have five or six different cables coming in and out of your television to connect your different devices. And like I said before, those cables were analog in nature. And that had a lot to do with the quality of the sound that you would get out of those devices. And the quality of the video. Oh, <laughs> clearly the, the quality of the video. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, for example, the, the most important cable back then was, would be called the RCA phono plugs. And basically it's for you to get stereo sound for a left and right channel. Perfectly good cables. And to some extent, they're still used by a lot of people today because they have old systems. 
but they're not getting the kind of dynamics out of their music that they would normally get if they had moved into a more digital environment. And then you had the RCA cables along with a third cable, which was yellow in nature. And that was for the video. And that was perfect for the old school VCRs. And uh, it was okay. I think that when we talk about the resolution, it was like 480 yeah. interlaced video. Right. And that was like the bottom of the bottom of the quality of video that you would see on your television with the VCR. And then the upgrade from the phono cable and the phono plus the video cable, we had what's called S-Video. And that was an incremental improvement as to what you would see on a television screen. Not much on the sound, it was more about the video signal. And then, of course, ultimately we came to what was called the component cable. And that was basically, <laughs> they glued <laughs> five cables together. And so you had the two cables for audio right. and three cables for the video. And what colors were they, Bruce? Uh, red, blue, green were the videos. Okay. And you had uh, a red and white for the audio. And and those and those were all the RCA plugs. That was the little plug with the the uh, metal frame around the mm -hmm. outside of the plug. Right. And they were called the RCA cables because they were invented by RCA Corporation. There you go. Okay. But that was the cable that we used to attach all of our devices to a video, to a TV, or or stereo. The speakers could be connected to your uh, amplifier with RCA cables. Mm -hmm. uh, but, and I remember having several cables, and you always had to deal with all these cables. And yeah. a lot of people didn't like seeing cables, so you would try to put them in the wall or, or put them behind something. But you had several cables coming out of your TV going into the VCR, into your DVD player, or whatever you had at the time as you moved up. So all you're talking about now is all of those cables being condensed into one cable. That's the advantage now, and that cable now is called the HDMI cable. You know, and it's interesting you say that, Bruce, because I had to throw back a little bit. It used to be so cumbersome and so frustrating if you had to reorganize your equipment. And those cables came in various lengths. <laughs> the dreaded length. Right. The three foot, the six foot, foot. the 12, 12 foot. foot. And of course, when you move the stuff around, you never thought to replace the cable until after the fact when you try to move the stuff around. And the cable that you had was already too short. And so you had to go or back. Or too long. Or, or too long. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and of course, you had that limitation with the uh, HDMI cable as well, too. But I'd rather have to deal with one cable being too long or too short than four or five different cables being too long or too short. But the total audio and video quality of the introduction of the HDMI cable has been phenomenal. And without that particular technology, we wouldn't enjoy the kind of great movies that we see streaming through Roku and Fire TV Stick and your new cable stations where you now have the high-end 4K resolution where the movies are just so dynamic. It's all because of that HDMI cable. And that digital cable started out, it was a, what was called a 1.4 version of the HDMI cable. And that was your... 720 TV or 1080. 1080p TV mm -hmm. or 1080. And that was great resolution. 
But now we're moving into 4K and 8K TVs. 8K TVs give you <laughs> the type resolution that you would see in a movie theater, basically, or even better. So when you have 8K, you're really improving immensely the video quality, what you're going to see on your screen. And I think the HDMI cable for the HK is called a 2.1 cable. So they have different types of HDMI cables depending on the resolution of the video board or TV that you're going to mm -hmm. use. Uh, but they're all backward compatible. In other words, if you have a HDMI cable that's 2.1 to be used with your 8K, your brand new 8K TV. If you buy a brand new 8K TV, you're going to buy the best HDMI cable for it. Absolutely. And uh, because you won't get the full the value yeah. right, of your TV if you have a lesser cable. However, all the cables are backward compatible. In other words, your 2.1 HDMI cable can be used on a TV that's less than 8K, uh, and you will it will work fine. But uh, it's interesting you brought that up about 8K televisions because they're starting to introduce several new models out now. And when I first read about it, and I said, eh, who needs 8K? But I'm telling you, Bruce, I saw a video in 8K, and it was underwater. I almost thought I needed a snorkel. <laughs> the fish looked I, real. I thought the water felt real. Yeah. I thought I was drowning. Okay. I mean, you start to see the vegetation move with the waves of the water and the, 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 the way the fish were just kind of swimming and all the wildlife we see underwater. And that AK video, it was absolutely astonishing. So uh, I, I'm telling you right now, it's not on my radar anytime soon because I'm okay with 4K, but at some point, I'm about to up the ante and get that 8K. It makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean, right now, I guess the HK TV prices, depending on the size of the screen, are in the $2,500 and up range. Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually, they're going to come down in price oh, as yeah. well. Uh, but uh, right now, if you really want high-end uh, video, you want to look at an 8K uh, TV. And if you notice, the 4K TVs, which are the next level down, are a lot cheaper now than they oh, yeah. were. Uh, and that's because they're going to be pushing the 8K uh, when, they get a, uh, when they get a chance. Probably the next Super Bowl, they'll be pushing the 8K TVs to watch the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of, here again, these high-end televisions, most of them now are truly smart televisions. It used to be a time when you wanted a smart TV, you had to buy a streaming device like a Roku, or a fire TV stick, what have you. But now these technologies are actually built in to the television. And televisions as, as a whole have their own operating systems with their own apps. So without even having to buy any external devices to make it a smart TV, it's actually built into the television set now. Uh, a lot of value for your money. Uh, it's a case for not being signed up for cable TV. Uh, your TV is nothing but another device from the internet. And you can hardwire it, or it can connect wirelessly through the internet, and you activate those um, apps. And here again, you have to put in two-point or two-factor authentication, whatever your email address is and your password, and of course have your credit card handy because they're not free. And fire it up, and you're good to go. And you can bypass cable for a lot of your programming now. 
Yeah, and the uh, other types of cables that we wanted to tell you, talk to you about, are the what are called the charging connection cables, the cables that you use to charge your phone, to charge your your tablet, to charge your computer, or to uh, keep your computer charged, your laptop. But sorry, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> My echo is called computer. But anyway, those cables... He did it again. Also, it wasn't supposed to hear me. Say Alexa, call, name of contact, and Alexa places the call. We'll wait for her. I think you're getting the... Are you getting the kickback from Alexa for this? I don't know. I think Bruce is not being honest and forthcoming. I think he's getting... That was a commercial. Yeah. And I think he's getting paid for it, too. But the other charging cables... You have different types of charging cables, if we've all you've all noticed. Apple uses what's called the lightning cable sometimes, and... Uh, that's a little flat cable with the little white marks on it. Uh, you have what is called a, a micro USB cable, which is the small, uh, very small. Uh, one end is very small usually, and that would fit into what's called the micro uh, adapter or plug. You have a mini, which you don't see much anymore, but the mini was a little larger than the micro on the on the one end, and most everything now, even your your pads, your iPad, are moving toward what's called USB-C. And that's about the same size as the micro, but it's a little round, it's a rounder look to it. And since a lot of your laptops, etc., are also putting on USB-C ports, uh, because that's becoming a standard port right now is, is the USB-C. On the other end of all of those cables is usually what they call USB-A. And that's the flat, the little flat wide piece that goes into your charging block or your, right. mm -hmm. or into some type of plug. And so as always, when we talk about <laughs> USB-C, just like we had different versions of the HDMI cable... There are different versions of the USB-C cable as well. So be mindful when you buy these cables, you look for the current version of that particular cable to make sure it's backward compatible with all your technologies. But in addition to the cable itself, do you be mindful of the block that you're going to have to go with that cable. Now, sometimes the cable and the block are sold together. Sometimes they're sold separately. But the most important thing is making sure that when you buy any kind of cable, you really do buy a quality cable for a multitude of reasons, of which one is about durance, its longevity. Just getting a cheap cable from a convenience store, uh, and there are a host of them. Um, I guess we can name names, or, or we shouldn't name yeah, names. Yeah, we can name the names. If, if you're standing in the line at the 7-Eleven or the, <laughs> <laughs> the Wawa, and you see a nice little pretty cable up there, it's got all kind of colors on yeah. it and stuff. Uh, or a pretty block, uh, charging block, and it's got colors on it. It's real nice. It's got sparklies on it. And it's eh. only three ninety nine. Right, right. I would <laughs> leave that in the store unless you have an emergency and you just you forgot your cable and you just have to have one. Just for the moment. Just for the moment. Uh, you might want to get that cable then. But otherwise, eh, leave that there. Yeah. 
And the reason being because remember now, those cables are the lifeline to charging up your device. And what you don't want to do is compromise your device for the exp for exp for cheapness. Right. I mean, because your device probably costs you eight nine hundred dollars if for your phone and more than that for your tablet. Yeah. So you don't want to put a three dollar <laughs> cable on it and that ruin heats it. up. Right. But uh, just be mindful here again. Be concerned about the quality of the cable and where you get them from. And understand that you need to make sure that it's compatible with the equipment you're going to use it with. And sometimes if you had to buy one of those cables, I would take it and throw it in the car in the, in the uh, glove compartment or something just in case for emergencies. <laughs> but I wouldn't use it often if I used it at all again. But because it's your device... It's too expensive to yeah. ruin with a cheap cable. It's not worth it. Now, I just want to bring up, we just finished talking about cables. Uh, another reason why it's important to have good cables because a lot of you have power banks. And there are units that you use to charge your device if you don't have access to electricity. And here again, just like the cables, you make sure you get yourself a very good quality power bank. And when you buy a power bank, most critical factor is how big it is. Not all power banks are created equal. Some have more power than others. The most important thing is making sure that the, the power bank you buy is compatible with the device you wish to charge up. And here again, the quality cable is just as important here as it is for connecting it to your device. When you connect to a power bank, it's gotta be a good quality cable so you get the real throughput of the power from that bank. Now, there are lots of power banks out there. And here again, just like the cables, they're at all kinds of places like, you know, Marshalls and TJ Maxx and 7-Eleven. And as Bruce said, if you're in a pinch, you need some backup power, then you might want to consider a less expensive one. But in the long run, that's not the one you want to use consistently with your device because here again, you made an investment with your device. Don't compromise it with cheap technologies. It's not worth it. The other type of charging, and we're going to mention it, is the uh, wireless charging pads uh, that you can use also for charging your device. But basically, I mean, they really don't give you, it's not like you're charging away from the, the pad. You have to sit your phone on the pad. Sometimes uh, the pad's uh, power doesn't go through the cover that you have on your device, on your phone or your, your iPad or your tablet and so they have a use but eh, it's kind of limited uh, they are working on actual wireless in-air charging of different devices and i read something about that the other day and so probably toward the end of 2022 you're going to see companies selling devices that you can plug in that will put a charging signal in the air and you'll be able to walk around with your phone or leave it in proximity in, in some mm -hmm. proximity and it will actually charge uh, from that uh, air device. But that's not here yet. I haven't seen it being sold yet, but I did see an article about devices like that. And as soon as it comes out, I'm going to have one in my house. So <laughs> I'll tell you how they work. Well, he's got a couple already. <laughs> and most of them don't work well. He even gave me one too. Right. And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, those pads are not, you know, they're not. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> they work, but 
like I said, they don't give you any freedom. It's not like you can walk away with your phone. You still have to leave your phone laying yeah, on the six pad. hours for it to charge up. <laughs> Some of them are better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as the air the air charging comes out, I'll let you know because, like I said, I'll try it out and see if it works. But uh, other than that, uh, just be mindful. All cables are not created equal. Uh, but you don't have to spend a million dollars on an HDMI cable or a charging cable or a charging block. But do pay attention to the quality of the device. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because when you go to the the major uh, electronic stores, they always try to upsell you on the most expensive gold-plated <laughs> cable you can get. Right. And that's not the investment you need to make. A quality one versus... And it's super quality one for 150 bucks. You don't need it. Right. Yeah, just get the quality one. You don't have to pay the, the 150 bucks for an HDMI cable to connect your 8K TV. You get, <laughs> you get a 2.1 HDMI cable, and that'll work your your 8K TV fine. Okay, so uh, we're going to wrap it up this time, and uh, we will talk to you again, uh, again, I'm Bruce. And I'm Mike. And you have a good day. Go. Okay, folks. Another piece of information that we failed to tell you earlier is our contact information. You can reach Tech Connect. That's T-E-C-H-C-O-N-E-C-T, Tech Connect. And you can reach us by phone at 484-918-0158. Once again, that's 484 484- 918-0158 or by email. And the email address is techconnect720 at gmail.com. That's T-E-C-H-C-O-N-E-C-T 720 at gmail.com. So we invite you to get in contact with us and uh, so we can assist you with what your needs are. And thank you.